This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. What's up, my friends? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. I'm answering your jazz questions five days a week to help you shorten the learning curve, have more fun, and just enjoy yourself playing music because that's really what it's all about. We have a great question today from Roxanna McKinnon. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. Hi, uh, my name is Roxana McKinnon, and I have I have, I am a pianist. I play classic classical music, but when it comes to jazz, I am totally lost. And I wanted to wonder why. I just I don't think that I can get the rhythm, uh, about the jazz rhythm, and I have a hard time with it. So could you give me some guidance regarding this? I really want to play jazz piano. Thank you. Well, Roxana, this is a really fantastic question. And, you know, a lot of classical musicians come to our inner circle and want to do the same thing that you're trying to do and play jazz and improvise and all those things. So I want you to know, of course, first of all, that, you know, you can do this. I've seen it happen with many, many musicians who are classically trained and can really play classical great, but it just feels like jazz is is a completely different story, right? And so it is very possible. So you believe that your issue is largely to do with the rhythm of jazz, right? And when we talk about the rhythm of jazz, unless we are of course, dealing with playing in the style of bossa nova, you know, we're talking about swing and, and swing can feel a little bit funny if you're not used to playing swing, but also largely we're talking about jazz phrasing, the way jazz musicians phrase lines and, and how they use rhythms, which can be obviously very different from classical styles of music. So we're going to talk about that and also continue our conversation that we started yesterday about jazz phrasing. So first let's talk about a swing feel, right? Um, first of all, swing feel, it, it sounds like this. So Right? Those are largely swung eighth notes as opposed to playing straight eighth notes, right? Right? Those are straight eighth notes. So what is a swing rhythm in the first place? So first of all, the swing rhythm, it's, it's a feel and it's best learned as a feel, not necessarily in counting it. However, it's still helpful to understand how to count it, right? 
it's based off of the triplet rhythm. So triplet, 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 right? But what we're doing is we're just going to be playing the first beat of the triplet and the last beat of the triplet. So it sounds like this. Triplet, 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 right? That's how you create a swing rhythm, right? Almost as if there's a rest on the middle triplet. Um, and so the exaggerated sound of, of swing, again, if we're thinking about the underlying triplet there, is... Okay, that's the exaggerated swing that's beneath this. However, it's important to note that if you play every single line... Right, like that, as if there's like a really big accent on, you know, the and, right, every single time, it's going to feel a little bit of like a cheap version of swing. And so in reality, there is, uh, you know, it, 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 there's, there's a range of the way different players will uh, phrase their swing. But in reality, it's, there's not so much of an accent going on there. Instead, there's more of a middle ground from where the swung eighth and the straight eighth meet. So something a little bit softer. Okay, so it's subtle, but we want to be thinking about that, right? We understand what the swing rhythm is, but the way we phrase them is not necessarily so exaggerated as breaking it down with the triplet pattern would imply, right? So this is important to understand from, from the very beginning is just how swing works, how it feels. And so I would recommend if you're someone who is struggling with that, forget about trying to play chords, forget about trying to play uh, improvising over chord changes and all that stuff for a second and just work on, can I play a good swing feel with a major scale? Right? And that's so simple, but that's just a simple place to start. Then you can start maybe improvising free. Right, anything you want to play, right? Without the constraints of 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 actual chords and bars. You're just trying to get used to playing that swing feel and make it feel good for yourself. Now, where we get into the more complicated arena of how do we, you know, phrase as a jazz player? How do jazz musicians phrase things, right? We talked a little bit about that in the last episode. Do you accent chromatic passing notes or not? And the answer is not black and white, as we discussed yesterday. However, the best way that you can, I'm talking about Roxana, I'm talking about anyone who's struggling with jazz phrasing and rhythm and the way jazz musicians play, the best thing that you can possibly do is simply start learning parts or entire jazz solos by ear, right? Get on a recording of someone you really like and consider going through note by note by ear, not by reading, and figuring out how they're playing it 
And most importantly, as you go along through this process, you're playing along with the recording so that you're attempting to match exactly how Bill Evans or Wynton Kelly or Sonny Rollins, Wes Montgomery, fill in the blank, is phrasing they're playing, right? You're not necessarily needing to analyze it. Like, did they accent the and, or did they do this, or did they, you know, land on the downbeat really hard? It's more about feeling and getting inside of how that jazz musician feels the time, how they feel their eighth notes, how they feel their different rhythm, rhythms and subdivisions within their lines. That's really what you're internalizing. Like we talk about this all the time for jazz, like learning solos by ear and licks by ear and all this stuff. And it's, yeah, to download, I guess, to internalize some language of like, what are some note choices that we can play over dominant sevenths or two five ones? Like that's part of it. But the other part of it is time feel and phrasing. How are you know these musicians phrasing their line? How's Charlie Parker phrasing versus how is... Uh, Sonny Stitt phrasing, right? This is the stuff that's really exciting and interesting about jazz. And that's what makes the sometimes, you know, I guess toilsome process of learning things by ear really rewarding because you're getting so much out of the practice, improving your ear. And it only gets easier and easier over time, especially for classical musicians. We've had a lot of classical musicians come into our inner circle. And some of the first things we're asking them to do is learn a small part of a melody by ear. And that could be challenging. It might take a little bit of time, but then we notice even after 30 days, like that process is now exponentially easier and everybody's excited about it too. Right? So, you get so much from this and you get jazz phrasing. And so if you really want to get good at phrasing and the rhythms involved in jazz, then I highly recommend making this part of your practice, learning stuff by ear from great jazz musicians and letting that be your teacher through this process of trying to get a grip on how jazz musicians play it's really going to pay dividends and there's no number of theory books or any of that that can properly tell you how to phrase jazz or you know instinctually choose whether to accent chromatic notes or not it really comes from just hearing it feeling it on your instrument and over time that becomes a more natural process for you Okay, so that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all, and a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We have a really good episode coming out tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you back then. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.